you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Welcome to Dear Alice, everybody. We're so happy about our guest today. We have Corey Robison on with us. Who is Corey to us, Sue? Corey is basically a brother. <laughs> a brother every time we see each other. We're like, oh, it's family. Um, he is a builder that we worked on. The very first project we worked on was Tiger Oak, um, which we talk a lot about on here. Um, it was in House Beautiful. And it was just, it was a really tight timeline. And a lot of builders would probably be really stressed under such conditions, but Corey is young and he's fun and he's so capable and has the best team in subs. And so it really was such a breeze and it was, it turned out to be just one of our very favorite projects and process. I yeah. think the way they work. So anyway, that was our first project and we've done remodels with him since and hope to do many more, but that's how we know Corey. Yes. Corey is a fantastic builder here in Utah. Um, and Corey, um, they, you call yourselves Robison Home Builders. Yep. Tell us how you got your start. So um, Robison Home Builders was started in 1980 by my dad. Um, and he kind of just started out framing, doing odds and ends stuff. And then, you know, the years went by and he started just doing um, high-end custom homes. And that's kind of what we've been doing since then. And um, he ran it with his brother um, for many years, and then as of recently, the company is split, and now Gene and I, my dad Gene, are, are now partners, and I kind of got started just as a young kid. I was the kid that was always there sweeping the houses and cleaning up after all the guys, and I always told myself I would never build homes because I hated <laughs> sweeping out houses, but it's funny. I still find myself today always sweeping out the houses after now being in charge. Mm -hmm. So um, I went to school at UVU. Um, uh, in construction management, did that for a few years. And then, yeah, I've just been kind of running and managing projects for about seven years now. That's awesome. So it's in your DNA. Yeah. I've, I've, I've <laughs> I don't know anything else, honestly. Yeah. I love it. I love that you're still sweeping the floors too. Yep. You take a lot of pride in your work. Definitely. That's awesome. So Definitely. we wanted to have Corey get on here. We have so many questions on the daily, on the design side about, um, timelines, percentages of builders fees, average costs per square foot, if people should build or should they remodel. So we thought we'd get Corey on here to help share his expertise with us and help answer some of your questions. Uh, speaking of questions, we have one today. It's by Marta Denise. And she says, when I start the process of a new build or remodel, what are the questions I should ask myself? Um, I think the first thing is, is obviously, are you going to build or are you going to remodel? Cause there's two completely separate or ways to go about it. Obviously building is one thing, remodels, another mm -hmm. thing you're remodeling your existing home. But then after that, I think you need to have a realistic conversation with yourself, your spouse, your spouse, and what is your budget? Mm -hmm. If you have a $50,000 budget on a remodel, you're really not going to be able to do very much. Mm -hmm. But if you have a large budget, then, you know, you can, you can start to, to do the things that you need. But then after that, it's okay. Who's going to, who's going to draw the plans? M most builders will not go into a remodel unless they have a set of plans because it's from there, it's just guesswork. Mm -hmm. And same with the designer, anyone that's involved, they're going to need building plans to start. And so I think that's the, the way to start. And the first question to ask are budget. And then what, what is it going to look like and what am I going to do? I feel like it's important too that the budget isn't made up in the, 
in the homeowner's mind of what they think their remodel is going to cost right. versus comparing it to homes on the marketplace that, that maybe they do know the price of. Because right. so often I feel <laughs> like they, they will say, well, we'll just remodel our house for um, $65,000. And you're like, well, well, where did you get that number exactly. from? You know, and so I think everybody underestimates what the cost of a remodel is going to be. And we always say around here, give a mouse a cookie. And it's just like, well, we'll just put new countertops on. And you're like, well, if we're going to do new countertops, do you need a new kitchen sink? Oh, for sure we need a new sink. Do you want to drill your old faucet holes into your countertop or do you want new faucets? Right. Yeah, I want a new faucet. Um, do you want to, so do, then that's all going to be sitting on top of your old cabinets. Do you want to paint your cabinets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just paint my cabinets instead of getting a new kitchen. How much does it cost to paint an entire kitchen? Right, a lot. Fif- a lot. 10, 15,000 bucks. Yeah, okay. So To do so, it right. Right, so now you're starting to see that maybe you're spending 15,000 painting and they're like, I need new hardware for the kitchen cabinets, right? Right. And I need new countertops, I need a new sink and a new faucet. And I ruined my backsplash when we installed the last one. Oh, and you know what? That dishwasher's never worked very well. (laughs) So pretty soon it's new appliances and that's just the kitchen. So you can see, even though you thought maybe I would just sort of put lipstick on the pig, this lipstick is turned into a full facelift and now we've got to move into the front of the house, you know, right. and it just like the thing snowballs. And so pretty soon what you think might be $65,000 has turned into so much more. And they're like, I could have just bought the new house. Exactly. So, so it would be great. Like Corey's saying to get plans, to, to move forward with your contractor, to get realistic budgets on what is that remodel going to cost you? And maybe, maybe you're like, you know what? I love my neighborhood. I never want to leave. So it doesn't matter if there's a tempting new build on the other side of town it's worth it to me to invest in this house the same amount as it would be for a new home. So I think just being super realistic is um, something that people don't always do when they think that a remodel is going to be a lot less 10% of the cost of a new build. I think also when it comes to, again, a remodel in this situation, ask a professional what they think the cost is. Don't ask your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Don't ask your family because they don't know. Yeah. You know, they, they know what their home costs to build to remodel 10 years ago, yeah. but prices from 2009 to 2019 or 2020 are completely different. Mm-hmm. So ask a, a professional what they think it would cost. Don't ask your friend what they think it would cost. The thing is about a remodel is it's, we often call them, it's a design build, like just as every yeah. day it's different. And the contractor will call you as a homeowner or the designer and say, actually, we just came up with this problem. There's another problem. We just we came across in the mm-hmm. wall. What do you want to do with this transition? And so it really is. It's so occupying of everyone's time. And I mean, if like Jess said, if it's the right neighborhood, if you have an emotional connection to this place and it's worth doing it, then you're in it, right? You get it. It's, you're doing it for the love of the game. But you really, it is just, you're opening up a can of worms that you just don't know yeah. <laughs> exactly what's going to happen. And you just have to go into it with that mindset. Yeah. Any other questions that somebody should ask themselves before they begin a process of either new build or remodel? Um, I was thinking one on remodel and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Corey, but like maybe figuring out where, if you're going to remodel, figuring out where you're going to stay, like, Oh where yeah. You're gonna live. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one because mm-hmm. we get a lot of people to say, yeah, we want to remodel, but we're going to live here. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you got to understand, like we start at seven to seven thirty every morning. We sometimes work late and it's dusty and it's messy. And it's like the logistics of you literally living in your house is 
really impossible. You're going to hate it. You're going to hate it. You're going <laughs> to, and it's, it's, it's hard for the contractor to have the homeowner breathing down their neck all day, every day mm-hmm. and saying, why isn't this done? Why isn't this done? Do this, do this. When it's like, okay, you, you hired a professional contractor to do the work, mm-hmm. trust him or trust the contractor to do the job and kind of step back and obviously have input, but let them do their job. Yeah. And same with great. the designer. Yeah. As Amen. well. Great question. Where are you going to live? Yeah, that's a, that's a very yeah. good question. Any other questions people should ask themselves before they're, while they're trying to decide between a new build and a remodel? I don't know. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about the team and building that all together, but just, mm-hmm. re- just be ready. I think. <laughs> just mm-hmm. have a therapy session. <laughs> well, I think another one is kind of what we ran into on Tiger Oak. They loved their neighborhood. The home that they wanted to remodel was, by the time they would have spent the money to put into that, it was cheap, cheaper just to tear it down and start over. And and we're, we're doing that a lot in some of these areas in, in Utah where people want to live in these areas, but land is so outrageous. Mm-hmm. They just say, oh, let's just tear down our house and build again. We've done that five times probably in the last five years. Mm-hmm. So th- that's another great option because- it's expensive to build a house, but it's really cheap to tear it down. Mm-hmm. That's great. And then you already know your neighbors. Yeah, you know your neighbors. You love your neighborhood. Yeah. It's a, it's a great option. Yeah. And I know some people, obviously, with younger kids or kids in schools, mm-hmm. they're considering boundaries and that sort of thing. So there's a lot that comes into play when trying to make a decision on a new build, for sure, when yes. you're looking at lots. Like you said, the cost of land is so expensive. It seems like it's, it should include a house with it. Exactly. Right You're <laughs> you know? wondering where's the house? Or gold yeah. pipes under the ground or something. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, and the fun thing, when we think about Tiger Oak, we walked through that house when obviously it was still standing before we ruined, we demoed the old one and the new one, it just had so many more possibilities. Yeah. You're able to do whatever you want. And it really was her dream house. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the other one would again, when putting lipstick on a pig and yeah, there was mold. There was so many issues. There's so many so issues. Many yeah. issues Furnaces didn't work. They weren't run correctly mm-hmm. and all yeah. that different stuff. And although that might seem like the easier option, um, it would have definitely been more difficult. Oh, it would have been a pain. It would have been such a pain. It would have turned out fine, but not nearly what the new house it is. became. So yeah. anyway, that's a great example. Yeah, that's great. Um, okay, so let's get into it. When, in your opinion, Corey, do you think each player should be introduced? And by player, I mean architect, design team, builder, landscape architect, when do you think each player should be introduced into the process, whether it be a new build or a remodel? I think at the very beginning. Honestly, my my ideal timeline is, okay, if you're thinking of a project, my first time thing is contact a builder, mm-hmm. a couple, maybe even a couple builders mm-hmm. that you, that have been referred to you by friends or you've seen their work, interview those builders, figure out, find a builder that you trust and then have the builder refer you to a handful of architects. Then do your interview process with the architects, find an architect that you trust, that you believe can capture your vision, and also at the same time, ask the builder who he would prefer to work with as a design team. Mm -hmm. Because again, as a builder, I've worked with Alice Lane, I've worked with three or four other builders, and I can recommend, okay, these guys are perfect for your style, this one's great. Interview these designers, and then assemble your team from the beginning because to go meet with an architect, get your plans drawn. And then after the plans are completely drawn, go find five builders to bid it out. It's such a shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. And same with a, a, 
designer. You know, a designer comes in after the plans are already done. They're they're playing pickup the whole time, mm-hmm. and it's just it just makes it a hard process. Whereas, is everyone's involved from the very beginning, then you trust your team, the team trusts you, and it's a cohesive process from the very beginning. Yeah, I feel like often too, right now we're working on several projects where we're actually working with the architect to develop the plans. Yeah, it's and great. And to help be, you know, kind of a guiding voice and influence your style and make sure that it's reflected in to the style of the home. And so. Well, and I think a, a pr- prime example like that I run into on almost every set of plans, when I'm doing a bid for someone, I'm looking at a 2D set of plans. It's a piece of paper, mm-hmm. right? I'm looking at it on my computer, but it's still, it's literally two dimensional. I don't know what's going to be on walls. I have no idea what's on wall finishes, but if I can have a designer be there from the beginning with the homeowner saying, okay, maybe on this powder bath wall, we want to put tile up the wall. I can incorporate that into my budget. Whereas if I'm bidding a home before a designer has even looked at the plans, I'm a shot in the dark. I have no idea what kind of finishes you want, what kind of wall paneling, Mm -hmm. shiplap, whatever it may be. And so I'm just guessing, whereas, you know, if a designer's involved, we can collaborate and get the bid to where it needs to be. We love to be involved too, as early as architectural phase, um, before the plans have been engineered, because we can go through and look at certain pinch points or stare at the plans and say, this would be a beautiful vantage point. If we could just take the door, move it slightly to the left, that would be a great place to hang and hang art at the end of this hallway. Or we're just always looking at, um, line of sight and Mm -hmm. also function of things. But we're seeing these plans as if we're walking through them because we've done it so many times and we've seen, um, corrections that we've made in the past that we can make to make this home more beautiful and more functional or to, cut out things. We're often space planning the home before they even go to construction. So we're like, oh, if we could get two more feet on the backside of this, that would be ideal. Um, right. You need to know before you pour foundations. And, yep. and before it's fully changes. engineered exactly. and everything else. Yeah. So we can, I feel like, save a lot of heartache if we can get involved early enough to be able to make a few last edits, red lines to the plans. And so we love getting involved early with the architect. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I just, it just makes the process so much easier. The homeowner knows exactly what they're getting. Mm -hmm. And when a designer or even a builder comes in after the plans are completely drawn, we're all just playing catch up. Like, okay, maybe they want this here, but we don't really know because the plans don't, don't specify. And so we, it just, it's just, it takes out a lot of the guesswork. Yeah. Getting everyone in from the beginning. I bet since you have worked with like different designers and you like when you've worked with us, if you had a project with us, you probably have a better idea when you are doing those budgets of what type of detail we're going to put in. Oh yeah, definitely. Which is also nice to talk to. I know we talked about getting referrals from your architect, talk to your builder too about designers he's worked with that the process, because really after the architect hands off the plans, it's usually the designers working with the builder. 100%. To execute this vision and if that relationship isn't good and the communication isn't there and a, a process that the builder trusts that he can stay on time, which is important to you, the timeline, um, then the project kind of goes to crap a little bit. Yeah, yeah, know? totally. So Also, I think just for the security of the homeowner who's about to jump in and make 
one of the biggest purchasing decisions of their lifetime, right? right. Buying your house is one of the biggest things you ever buy. Um, they're going to go into the process so much more at ease, knowing that they have a trusted team that they've assembled and they're not going to feel as insecure or anxious. I know building a home often destroys relationships. Um, right. Everybody's kind of at each other's throats and they're just, it's just because they're insecure and they're constantly, constantly questioning each other and if this is necessary and whatnot. And so it's nice to have a team that you can trust and then that can take the pressure off of, you know, maybe one of the decision makers doesn't even, he can just do his job. Maybe the husband wants to go to work and right. he's like, you know what, babe, if you're happy, I'm happy. So do what exactly. you need to do and let's not sit and talk about shutters or, you know, dishwashers or whatever. I'm going to do my job. You work with your team. I know I'm going to love it in the end. If you feel like I'm going to be interested, then let's talk about it. But otherwise, let's not let this become a source of contention for us. Right. Yeah. Well, and a philosophy that we have in our company is, uh, I guess, a saying that we have is enjoy the build. Like yeah. you hear, like you mentioned, Jess, you have that you hear so many horror stories totally. and it's like you're building your dream home like it should be fun. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, that's something that we take to heart is like, okay, they're spending a lot of money on this home. They're spending a lot of money for a builder. Like let's have them enjoy this process because if it's not enjoyable, they're not going to tell their friends, you know, they're not going to refer us and that's how we get our business. Yeah. And that's how you guys get business too. Yeah. We can do all the social media marketing and all the marketing in the world, but really our business comes from our past clients. Mm -hmm. And so we, we take that to heart is I want my clients when they're done I want to be friends with them. Mm -hmm. Like yesterday, I talked yeah. to Christian Peterson yeah. on the mm -hmm. phone for 10 minutes. Just, hey, how's it going? Yeah. You know, and, and we're, we're still good friends. And, you know, I, I want that at, at the end of every build. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay. And that, that project was unique too, just because it was so enjoyable. And I think it's true when you, you talked about trust. And if you as a client can be clear with your vision to your designer and to your builder, and you trust them, you know, that they interpret your vision correctly, then it's such an enjoyable process. If you, the best projects that we've ever had is when the client has trusted us to make sure that we get them. Yeah, and, I agree. And we've seen it time and time again, and it works. So trust your designer. Yeah, yeah that's yep. great. Okay, this is a juicy one, Corey. <laughs> Build or remodel, and why? <laughs> also, we, I should ask you, does your, does your team, do they do build new builds as well as remodels yes. or do you guys only do new builds? No, we do both. We do builds and remodels. Remodels that we have a little stip couple stipulations is we have to hit some dollar amount. Mm -hmm. We're not going to go and remodel a bathroom. That's just not, and guys that do remodel bathrooms, great. That's good. But that's just not our business model to just go and remodel a bathroom. But my preference obviously is a new build. Mm -hmm. I feel like you get what you want on a new build. Um, you can, you can design the plans. You can sit with the designers. You can be with the builder. You, you have so much more say on a new build than you do in a remodel. A remodel is okay. We have this exi existing shell. Let's make it work. And a remodel that we've all worked on together that we just recently finished is they probably spent more on the remodel than they would have of building a brand new home of the same square footage. Because by the time we got in there and did all the demo, all the crap that we ran into once we got sheetrock off the walls, we had to put in two extra structural beams that we had no idea mm -hmm. we were going to need. And so there's just so many things on a remodel that are, are a guess. Mm -hmm. And until we can really, get, yeah, until we can really get in there and, 
and start the demo and start wrapping our head around everything, it's, it's a shot in the dark. Do you think they could have torn down the existing home and built one on the same lot for this? Yes. For close to the same price? Okay. For within, within a couple hundred thousand dollars. And when it's a multi-million dollar project, that's, that's worth it. Yeah. In my mind. Cause you get what you, exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. I think just as a, like a consumer remodeled it in everyone's mind, it's like, Oh, it's already there. This will be a lot easier. It'll be a lot cheaper. So it really is so enlightening and I hope everybody is listening to these numbers. It yeah. really is. Yeah. It just, not. it's just, there's just, and especially if to ask a builder to give you a bid mm-hmm. on a remodel is impossible. And if a builder is giving you a bid on a remodel, don't believe him because take it for what it's worth, but also understand that like that builder has no idea what's behind your sheetrock. He has no idea your HVAC system. Your yeah, he can see the the finishes and you know, you might need new carpet or tile, but I have no idea how this house was wired, you know, the structural. So there's so many things that go into building a, a home that is not seen by the naked eye. Mm-hmm. Great. That's so, great. So there's less like, unforeseen costs in building than there is. Yeah. Cause, cause in a, in a build, I can look at a set of plans and I know exactly how that's going to build. I know that my framers are going to frame it right. I know my electrician, my plumber, my HVAC guy is going to do all their stuff correctly because that's why I work with them. Mm-hmm. But then once that sheetrock goes up, I know behind that sheetrock we're good. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's just the finishes that designers and and everyone chooses, and then that's installed correctly as well. And in in, 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 in an existing home, that might not be the case. Like 30 years ago, you don't know. What's I going have on. no idea. Because, yeah, in, in a remodel, some builder, who knows who built that house and who knows what they were doing 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah the standard of building has is changed. It's completely different. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we just build things different today. The products are different today. Yeah, products are better. Yeah, yeah HVAC systems are roughly the same, same, same thing. They still blow hot air and cool air, but... The way things are installed, there's a, I think there's a lot higher quality in buildings now than from what I've seen, especially 30, 40 years ago homes. Yeah, 10 years ago, nothing. 20 years ago, probably not any different. But we've done some remodels that are 30, 40 years old. And it's like, how did this, how is this house still standing? Yeah. Like, and, and, and really, and that remodel was a, the biggest pain in the world. It's gorgeous when it's finished, but it was a big pain. It probably cost a lot. Oh, and it, it, <laughs> they could have built the same home probably for cheaper. Oh, that's mm. so crazy. That's really enlightening. Okay, let's talk about timeline and process of a new build. So timeline as in like, how long does it take? How long does it take? To, like, well, let me ask you this, Corey. In your experience, about what is the size of a new build that you guys do, average size? Oh. So that way that way people know, because maybe their home isn't the same size, right. but on average, you'll know what it takes, the timeline to build a X amount of square foot home. I would say average, we're anywhere from 6,000 square feet up to 15,000 square feet, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a very long range yeah. or a very wide range. So maybe let's say this for the viewers out there, or sorry, for the listeners out there, let's just take that 6,000 square mm-hmm. foot home. How long, what is a timeline for a 6,000 square foot home new build? I would say 10 to 12 months, okay. depending on, you know, here in Utah, we have to deal with winters, uh-huh. you know, and when you start, like if we were to start a home right now, Mm-hmm. You know, I have no idea what February and March are going to be like. Yeah. So, and that's very crucial when we're doing concrete work and all that. It can't be snowing. Yeah. So 
that's where I say, okay, anywhere from 10 to 12 months. Is that from like contacting you? No, that's from the day we dig. Okay. okay. So as far as like the architect, you know, some architect, I know some architects that can take three months on plans. I know mm-hmm. some architects that can take three years on plans. Mm-hmm. That's exaggerated, but you know, six months, seven months on plans, but a little bit of that also depends on how interactive the owner is, how quickly they can make decisions. Mm-hmm. And again, that goes back to the team. If you have your team involved from the very beginning with an architect, those plans can be drawn a lot quicker mm-hmm. than a homeowner trying to make those decisions on the fly. Yeah. So on average, maybe we could say on average, you could spend three to five months with your architect. In the development process. Yeah. yeah. Before then, you're ready to build. Yep. And then we need to go to engineering mm-hmm. after that. Engineering, I consider that in the three to four months. Okay. Because engineering is only a couple of weeks usually. That's great. Maybe, maybe a month max, depending on who's doing it. Got it. And then how long does it take for you to bid the home? Um, about two to three weeks. Yeah. And then we're usually, depending on the city, two to three weeks in the city, mm-hmm. and then we're ready to go. Got it. Okay. So probably from, from the minute that they meet their architect and start working together, maybe it's six months mm-hmm. before they're breaking ground. I would think so. And then from there, it's going to be 10 to 12 months to build a 6,000 square foot home. Roughly. So you're yeah. like a year and a half um, from, Process. from yeah conception um, of this idea that I want to build a home to actually living in the home. Correct. Okay, great. I would think that's pretty accurate. Good. Okay. So hopefully that's helpful to some of you if you're trying to think through some things. I know a lot of times women will think by way of school year, if they have school age children, they're like, oh, um, we got to do this because we got to build a home and my kids have to start school in the fall, you know? So sometimes that's helpful for them to be realistic about how long this process is actually going to take. And, you know, it usually takes a little bit longer than you even think. Right. And because you're building your dream, if you're working with an architect and a builder, it's worth it to get it right. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You know, how long do you, like just time-wise, we always say just like like one and a half times on budget, mm-hmm. <laughs> one and a half times on timeline. Do you think that that's kind of correct? Or what would you say? You're pretty you, accurate. But you know, I... Is there like a flex, a flex? I would like to say people? we're pretty accurate on our yeah. time frame. We've, yeah. we've been doing it long enough. There's literally nothing we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. There isn't, there isn't a project that comes in front of us that we have not seen a similar project of size detail, you know, that we can, I, I, I don't try to, if I tell someone I'm going to be done in 12, 10 to 12 months, I'm going to be done in 10 to 12 months because they're banking on that. Mm-hmm. And again, it all goes back to, I want my clients to tell their friends about us. Mm-hmm. And if I go, if I tell them 10 to 12 months and I take 15 months, they're going to be upset and they're going to not refer. I also feel like though your number was really realistic in the beginning that you quoted. Because yes. I've heard some builders say, well, for every thousand square feet your home is, that's how many months it's going to take to build. So they would say a 6,000 square foot home might take six months, but that's not realistic maybe. So the fact that you said 10 to 12 sits you in that pocket of being able to complete the thing that you said you were going to do within the timeline. Right. And I think it's, it's, I know I can build, I could build a 6,000 square foot home in six months, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to, it's not going to be custom. It's going to be a tract home. It's going to be one that I've already built before. So it's literally just, Mm-hmm. We've already done it. Yeah. But when the the homes that we like to build and kind of what our niche and your guys's niche as well yeah. is 
that's not what we do. You know, we, we don't want to be tracked home builders. We want to do high end custom homes. And when you get into high end custom homes, it's not six months to build 6,000 square feet. It's just not possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's great process of the new build. So you talked about, um, you know, obviously breaking ground, getting concrete in, um, is there any like best practices or any part of your process that you think has been, is worth sharing that you feel like our listeners would be really interested in before they start a new build? Maybe they've never even built before. Um, oh, I, that's a hard question because there, we don't reinvent the wheel when we build a house, you know, every house is built the same, right? You have foundation, you frame it, you do the, the rough ends, you sheetrock it, you do finished work, you paint it, you're done. Mm -hmm. Right. Obviously that's very dumbed down, mm -hmm. but our process is, you know, we just try to be involved the whole time and give our clients, our designers ample time to make the decisions that they need, that need to be made. Um, and, Obviously the project, the big project that we've worked on is, was Tiger Oak and it was a very crammed project, but I, we still felt like we gave you guys ample time. I didn't call you the day before tiles going and say, Hey, what's this tile decision? Mm -hmm. You know? So that's, that's one thing that, that we definitely try to do is make sure that we know and the homeowners and that everyone is on the same page with the schedule and that you have ample time to make the decisions that need to be made. Do you have a process where um, you meet with the homeowner so many times per month or per week or a best practice that way that works for your team? Honestly, no, because like, for instance, a project I'm working on right now, my homeowners live right next door. Oh. And we're, so they live right next door. We're building on an, a vacant lot that they had and I see them three or four times a day. Oh. You know, yeah. and, and, yeah. and I have no problem with that. It's their home. They're paying it. Uh -huh. They're paying for us to be here. Come over as much as you want. I don't care because it's your home. Mm -hmm. And then other projects, you know, the homeowner comes by once a day because it's exciting. They're on, on big homes like this and, and homes like this, you know, so much happens in a day that there's something new to see every single day mm -hmm. that the homeowners love coming by and, and seeing what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Okay, Corey. So this is a good one. Percentages of builders fees. Can you talk? I know everybody has a different percentage that they're charging our market mm -hmm. right now in Utah feels like a hotbed. It like, is like, there is just not enough inventory for how many people are moving to Utah. I can't even imagine how many phone calls you're getting right now. It, it is pretty crazy yeah. um, right now. Yeah. The, the hardest thing about a, a builder's percentage is it's all over the map. As in sometimes some projects will charge 10%. Some projects will charge 12% and some projects will charge 15%. So th that's kind of our range and it, it's all dependent on the project, mm -hmm. you know, where it's at in location to where we are, where our subs are, um, you know, the time frame. Mm -hmm. you know, if, if I have to build a 6,000 square foot home and, and they're going to, they need it done in seven months and I'm going to charge a little bit more. Yeah. We're going to get it done, Yeah, but it's going to charge a little bit. It's going to be a little bit more cause it's going to take us off of other projects. Yeah to get that done. So it's, it's so, I would say for me personally, 10 to 15% anywhere in there, mm -hmm. because it's such a, it's a big range. Cause there's so many variables in, in homes. And can you tell people what that means? 10 to 15% of what? Of the cost of the build. Okay. So yeah. how I look at it is I bid out your home. 
I bid out the home. I get all the pricing from my subs, my cost, and then we add a builder fee of 10 to 15%. And would you say that's pretty average if somebody's listening here from other states up in Idaho or Arizona or California, would you say that's kind of an average for most builders? I think so. I don't yeah. really know. I've heard some crazy numbers of what some guys are charging here in Utah. And yeah, if they're charging that, like good on them, more. I guess we need to charge more, but <laughs> that's the most I feel comfortable charging. Like, mm-hmm. so, um, but I would think like our surrounding states are probably close to that. California, who knows? Yeah. They're probably, so, I have no idea what so they charge. It's probably a pretty good idea if yeah. you're getting ready to build a home right now that you ask your builder, what are his fees? Yes, right? 100%. That wouldn't offend you as a builder oh, no, if, not at all. if a homeowner were to come to you and ask you what your fees are. Yeah, no, Most builders should be pretty open with, with that information. Right. And that might be a consideration when you are when you're getting ready to build and you're considering all things. Right. Yeah, definitely. I I got some good advice from a builder once. I I think, I mean, you can confirm that, but uh, I'm the do it myself. Like I'm a handyman type person. So I was talking to a builder once and he's like, yeah, man, like, I guess like I wasn't going to try, but just asking him, he was like, you could try to like general your own project. But um, most of the time that people do that, they end up like making making uh, mistakes that cost them more than it would have just to hire a builder. Oh. So, I mean, that's like, yes, he, he says he runs into that all the time. By all means, if, if you, if you are going to try to general contract your own home, you will spend, you, you are better off going to work and making the money that you make. <laughs> yeah. Doing than, what you're good at. Yeah. Doing what you're good at <laughs> and making that money instead of spending the time to journal your house, cause you're going to lose money at your job cause you're not there working. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to lose money on your own home because yeah, you may know what you're doing, but if you don't have, especially in the market that we live in now, Utah is so hot mm-hmm. and everyone is busy. If you don't have a nucleus of subs that work for you, you're not going to have anyone to work for you. Yeah. It's, it's hard. If I wasn't, it, it would be impossible for someone Joe Schmo off the street to call my framer and say, Hey, can you come frame my house? Mm-hmm. Cause he'd be like, no, like I have five other homes that are waiting for me to frame. And they're actually builders that are going to give me work in the future where mm-hmm. you're never going to have me build another house for you. Yeah. And I don't even know if you're going to pay me at the end of the Exactly. Job. Who yeah. are you? Yeah. Who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Uh, last question for you. Average cost per square foot. What does it cost right now in your very best guest guest to build a home right now per square foot. So again, that, let's, let's talk about that 6,000 pretend 6,000 square foot home that we're mm-hmm. talking about. I, again, that's such a hard, that's like the most, that's the hardest question I think any builder could ever be asked because mm-hmm. it either is, it could doom me that if I tell them, if I tell someone a small number and I bid it out and it comes in higher, they're like, Oh, this guy doesn't know what the crap he's talking about. Or if I go really high, they're never going to talk to me again because it's more than they want to spend. It's more than another builder told them. So it's very hard, but I think in Utah, we are about 160 to 190 a foot for a very nice home, but not like luxury top of the end, high end stuff, you know, park city stuff, you know, they're 250, 300 bucks a foot, Mm -hmm. but so it, it's such a wide range, but I would say 160 to, to 190 a foot is kind of 
the range we're in right now. Could get it done. You'd be proud of oh, it. Oh yeah, you would. It's not like a dream home with all of the most exquisite finishes, but it's still a well, home that you'd be proud of. I want to say it still has very nice finishes. Yeah. Like very, very nice finishes. Like prime example, my parade house last oh. year, it was 180 bucks a foot and it was amazing to die for. Really yeah. It was yeah. an unbelievable house, but they, they were definitely smart in some of the stuff that they did. You know, we put mm -hmm. a little bit less of nice stuff in the basement. You know, we were able to value engineer it to get it into the price range that they wanted. But if you see that home, you would have no idea that's what we build it for because it, it is gorgeous. It's an unbelievable home. Well, that brings up, sorry, I, th I knew, I thought that was the last question, but I have another <laughs> question now. Where should you save versus where should you splurge? If you're, if you're getting ready to build, you talked about how on some places you went for other places mm -hmm. you held back on. I think this is obviously maybe even more of a question for you guys yeah. because, but in my opinion, your kitchen, living room, master, and that's, if you're going to splurge, that's where you're going to, I would splurge, mm -hmm. you know, kids' bedrooms, who cares? Yeah. You know, kids' bathrooms, why? They're going to mm -hmm. be fine. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to be fine. The kids isn't, literally your kids are not going to care yeah. if they have marble tile in their bathroom because one, it's going to get toothpaste all over it. It's going to get ruined. Mm -hmm. And so Church. why spend, yeah. Yeah. you know? So that's where I say, and obviously you guys probably would say close to the same, I would think. Yeah, yeah. we would agree. For sure. But the, the living room master and that's it, I think. Yeah. I also think the the um, banisters. Oh, you know? like stairs? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah those are they're kind a of good, a crown yeah. jewel in yeah. the entryway or something. And I feel like um, balustrades and all of that are just different than when our parents were, when we were growing up. Right. They've just become like fine jewelry details. And so you can spend a lot of money oh, say, yeah. on, your, on your railings and your staircases. And I think it's worth doing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Awesome. Um, any other questions that you guys have for Corey while we've got him here? No, I just, yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. It was a pleasure. Yeah. On your builder, when you're picking out your builder, make sure you like them. And yes. that goes for everybody on your team. Just make sure that you like them because you are going to be with them for the next year and a half. Well, and, <laughs> yeah. and Usually. to add to that, that is so true. Like literally I talk to my clients. Like I said, I talk to my, one of my clients right now, four or five times a day. He's, they've called me three times since I've been sitting here, wow. you know, and it's, I, I'm not annoyed by it. It's just, that's the process. That's and the relationship. if you Maybe can't have a working, good, open communication line with your, with a particular builder, move on mm -hmm. because you have to be able to talk to them. They have to be approachable. You know, you have to have a good relationship with them or you're going to hate your life. And at the end, you're going to tell people that you hated building a home. Yeah. And we, I mean, you hear that more than not. Yeah. 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 So it can be fun. What'd you say? Enjoy the build. Enjoy the build. I love that. Really That's really great. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Today, thanks Corey. for having me. I love that coming was really to see you guys. Helpful. You too. Thanks everybody. Hope that helps. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 